Greetings and welcome to another dynamic and magnificent episode of the Capital Gains Podcast with your host, Damon Stewart. I am so happy to be here today and I am glad that you turned your, your, your phone app on to listen to this episode. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to tune in to this Capital Gains episode. I am so grateful for your listenership. And I just want to say thank you. I am very excited and I hope and I pray that you have your pen and your pad ready for action. You do not want to miss this episode. I'm going to be sharing with you eight money lessons you must teach your children and your grandchildren. And this is a topic that I believe ties in the most with our base scripture for the show more more so than any other topic that we've talked about on the show all of our topics are great all of our topics i believe are life-changing but i want to leave with you um before we get started proverbs 13 and 22 which says a good person or a good man leaves an inheritance for the for their children's children but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous one more time a good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous now this is a topic that i hold near and dear to my heart as some of you may or may not know me and my beautiful wife Aisha Stewart has been blessed with a four-year-old daughter her name is Yael Stewart and we just adore her she's a wonderful ball of energy she has great personality she's a true people person she's full of love and we just love her to life but I want to talk to us today about how to pass down money lessons to our children and our grandchildren. This is a topic that does not um, at all get covered in, in our in our scholastic career. Our teachers do not teach us this. Our parents may teach us how to save, but how many parents actually teach us how teach us how to invest? Um, there are many ways to invest, not just the stock market, but you can also invest in real estate and so many other sectors um, of investment. But right now, I want to get right into our topic for today. Um, the first lesson you want to teach your children and grandchildren, write this down. You do not want to miss it. Debt, especially unsecured consumer debt is a form of slavery debt is a form of slavery people the debtor is beholden to the creditor because each day the debt remains unpaid interest charges pile way way up over time it's easy to see how the unchecked use of credit can erode wealth and foreclosure opportunities you do not want to get into debt it is a form of slavery people Number two, write this down. This will change your life. Financially successful people live below their means. Financial success is usually the result of years of self-control and a big part of the discipline involves living within or below your means. It is not a crime. Wealthy people do not have to show how wealthy they are. Most of them go out with t-shirt and jeans, but they're about their business and their net worth speaks for itself. 
If every dollar that comes into your life has to go out of your life immediately, there's little hope for getting ahead. It is slim to none. The chances of you getting ahead by spending every dollar that you make immediately is, is very slim, slim to none. It's almost impossible to get ahead. Work to keep your overhead lower than your income. Pocket the difference and let the the every and, and don't let every bump. I'm sorry, um, in your income mean that you have to boost your lifestyle. Every dollar that you make, every raise that your employer gives you, does not necessarily have to boost your lifestyle. You don't have to live over and beyond your means. All right, stay within your means. Play it safe. Save. Um, number three. Pay yourself first. Now, this is very important. Learning to pay yourself first is an important part of financial security. Direct a healthy portion of your income into an IRA, a 401k plan, or a savings account before your paycheck even hits your account. Otherwise, you'll have to consistently and constantly fight the temptation to spend every dollar. When you automate your savings and make that an unwavering part of your, your routine, it, it puts the forces of time and compounding interest on your side. Compounding interest. I love that phrase. And I'm, I'm going to get into that a little bit more on a later broadcast. But compounding interest is a wonderful phrase. I'll tell you why later. Um, number four, forget about impressing the Joneses. Listen, it's easy to access some of the trappings of wealth in our society, but it's difficult to actually afford them, right? Build, buying new cars, big houses, and designer handbags might impress other people, but these goods often mask high debt and precarious relationships with credit. Don't confuse easy access to credit with real wealth. Please don't. It is a no-no. Don't confuse it with with real with, with real wealth. It is a mirage. It is something that looks uh, uh, some way, but it's really in nature something totally different. The total opposite. Although it doesn't seem nearly as sexy, nearly as attractive, real wealth is usually the product of responsible spending, maximizing the value of every dollar, and trading glamour for modesty and security. All right. Number five, number five, big five. Listen to this. Save aggressively early and you won't have to save so much overall. The more you save at an early age, 17 years old, 18, 19 years old, the less you will have to save in your later life. OK, saving is a long term proposition. No matter how modest the amount, starting the savings habit early pays off people. A broader time horizon means more years that you can benefit from compounding interest. There's that phrase again. Experience upswings in the market. Recover from downturn, downturns. I'm sorry. In the market. Refine your investment style. You have enough time to do all of these things if you start investing and saving early on. Number six. Clear. Craft clear financial goals. Okay, my friends. Financial goals can be too broad. Buy a house, save for retirement, and keep paying our bills. To succeed financially, goals need to need to have a big dose of specifics. You need to be very specific when you're setting big goals, okay? 
For example, it's fine to shoot for buying a house. Nothing wrong with that. But what kind of house suits your needs and lifestyle? What size of down payment would leave you with a comfortable mortgage? The answers to these questions translate into better defined goals that in turn can motivate us and help us to make better financial goals over the long term. Okay. Number seven, I know this is very good right now, so I, I need you to pay attention and we're going to wrap this up in just a bit. Don't believe everything you hear about money. Looking to be to 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 popular culture for cues on how to manage your money is a very bad idea. Avoid get rich quick schemes and tune out people who tell you that purchasing the nicest clothes, the flashiest cars and the hottest stocks will make you rich and happy. No, it will not happen. Um, instead, read websites like um, MSN Money, for instance. That's one that I that I love to read um, and learn from the mistakes and experience of other people. To rise above the financial clutter, become a student of personal finance and critically assess the information that's at your fingertips. Now, last but finally, but but certainly certainly not least, people, I'm I'm telling you, this is some good stuff that I'm sharing here on the Capital Gains podcast. Number eight, set your own spending limits and stick to them. Okay. Nothing wrong with setting limits and sticking to them. In life, there is no shortage of companies trying to, to get you to spend, okay? They're trying to get you to spend your hard-earned money from credit card lenders, increasing your credit limit to bank steering, to banks always steering you toward the largest mortgage for which you qualify. Don't let these companies dictate and set your own personal spending ceiling for you. Instead, decide for yourself what is what you can afford with what and what you're comfortable comfortable with and with what priorities you have set in place. You'll always likely find find that your personal limit um, is much lower than others say it is. It, it, it never fails. I mean, you, you, you always um, find that your personal limit is is much lower than what people say it is because they don't know your personal situation. They they only look from the outside in uh, and they only can tell you what they feel like works for them and they feel like it'll work for you. But don't let them do that. Remember, you are in charge of making your own money and you can decide how it gets used. All right. So this show sadly has come to an end. This podcast, this edition of um, Capital Gains has, has come to a sure enough end. But I just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for allowing me to share with you eight money lessons you must teach your children and your grandchildren. And, and I want to give you a quick a quick review of what we covered um, during this this awesome and magnificent podcast. Okay, I want to let you know and 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 review um, that we said that debt is a form of slavery. Um, it is a form of slavery, no doubt. Um, number two, financially successful people live below their means, so live below your means, people. Um, number three, pay yourself first. Um, number four, we said forget about impressing 
addressing the Joneses. Number five, we also said save aggressively early and you won't have to save much overall as you get older. Number six, we said that craft we should craft clear financial goals. Um, number seven, don't believe everything you hear about money. And finally, number eight, set your own spending limits and stick to them. Okay, God bless you and invest well. Greetings and welcome to another dynamic and magnificent episode of the Capital Gains Podcast with your host, Damon Stewart. I am so happy to be here today and I am glad that you turned your, your, your phone app on to listen to this episode. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to tune in to this Capital Gains episode. I am so grateful for your listenership. And I just want to say thank you. I am very excited and I hope and I pray that you have your pen and your pad ready for action. You do not want to miss this episode. I'm going to be sharing with you eight money lessons you must teach your children and your grandchildren. And this is a topic that I believe ties in the most with our base scripture for the show more more so than any other topic that we've talked about on the show all of our topics are great all of our topics i believe are life-changing but i want to leave with you um before we get started proverbs 13 and 22 which says a good person or a good man leaves an inheritance for the for their children's children but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous one more time a good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous now this is a topic that i hold near and dear to my heart as some of you may or may not know me and my beautiful wife Aisha Stewart has been blessed with a four-year-old daughter her name is Yael Stewart and we just adore her she's a wonderful ball of energy she has great personality she's a true people person she's full of love and we just love her to life but I want to talk to us today about how to pass down money lessons to our children and our grandchildren this is a topic that does not um, at all get covered in, in our in our scholastic career our teachers do not teach us this our parents may teach us how to save but how many parents actually teach us how teach us how to invest um, there are many ways to invest not just the stock market but you can also invest in real estate and so many other sectors um, of investment but right now i want to get right into our topic for today um the first lesson you want to teach your children and grandchildren write this down you do not want to miss it debt especially unsecured consumer debt is a form of slavery debt is a form of slavery people the debtor is beholden to the creditor because each day the debt remains unpaid interest charges pile way way up over time it's easy to see how the unchecked use of credit can erode wealth and foreclosure opportunities you do not want to get into debt it is a form of slavery people Number two, write this down. This will change your life. Financially successful people live below their means. 
Financial success is usually the result of years of self-control and a big part of the discipline involves living within or below your means. It is not a crime. Wealthy people do not have to show how wealthy they are. Most of them go out with t-shirt and jeans, but they're about their business and their net worth speaks for itself. If every dollar that comes into your life has to go out of your life immediately, there's little hope for getting ahead. It is slim to none. The chances of you getting ahead by spending every dollar that you make immediately is, is very slim. Slim to none. It's almost impossible to get ahead. Work to keep your overhead lower than your income. Pocket the difference and let the the every and, and don't let every bump. I'm sorry, um, in your income mean that you have to boost your lifestyle. Every dollar that you make, every raise that your employer gives you, does not necessarily have to boost your lifestyle. You don't have to live over and beyond your means. All right, stay within your means. Play it safe. Save. Um, number three. Pay yourself first. Now, this is very important. Learning to pay yourself first is an important part of financial security. Direct a healthy portion of your income into an IRA, a 401k plan, or a savings account before your paycheck even hits your account. Otherwise, you'll have to consistently and constantly fight the temptation to spend every dollar. When you automate your savings and make that an unwavering part of your, your routine, it, it puts the forces of time and compounding interest on your side. Compounding interest. I love that phrase. And I'm, I'm going to get into that a little bit more on a later broadcast. But compounding interest is a wonderful phrase. I'll tell you why later. Um, number four, forget about impressing the Joneses. Listen, it's easy to access some of the trappings of wealth in our society, but it's difficult to actually afford them, right? Build, buying new cars, big houses, and designer handbags might impress other people, but these goods often mask high debt and precarious relationships with credit. Don't confuse easy access to credit with real wealth. Please don't. It is a no-no. Don't confuse it with with real with, with real wealth. It is a mirage. It is something that looks uh, uh, some way, but it's really in nature something totally different. The total opposite. Although it doesn't seem nearly as sexy, nearly as attractive, real wealth is usually the product of responsible spending, maximizing the value of every dollar, and trading glamour for modesty and security. All right. Number five, number five, big five. Listen to this. Save aggressively early and you won't have to save so much overall. The more you save at an early age, 17 years old, 18, 19 years old, the less you will have to save in your later life. OK, saving is a long term proposition. No matter how modest the amount, starting the savings habit early pays off people. A broader time horizon means more years that you can benefit from compounding interest. There's that phrase again. Experience upswings in the market. Recover from downturn, downturns, I'm sorry, in the market. Refine your investment style. You have enough time to do all of these things if you start investing and saving early on. Number six, clear 
craft clear financial goals. Okay, my friends, financial goals can be too broad. Buy a house, save for retirement, and keep paying our bills. To succeed financially, goals need to need to have a big dose of specifics. You need to be very specific when you're setting big goals, okay? For example, it's fine to shoot for buying a house. Nothing wrong with that. But what kind of house suits your needs and lifestyle? What size of down payment would leave you with a comfortable mortgage? The answers to these questions translate into better defined goals that in turn can motivate us and help us to make better financial goals over the long term. Okay. Number seven, I know this is very good right now, so I I need you to pay attention and we're going to wrap this up in just a bit. Don't believe everything you hear about money. Looking to be to 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 popular culture for cues on how to manage your money is a very bad idea. Avoid get rich quick schemes and tune out people who tell you that purchasing the nicest clothes, the flashiest cars and the hottest stocks will make you rich and happy. No, it will not happen. Um, instead, read websites like. Um, MSN money, for instance, that's one that I that I love to read um, and learn from the mistakes and experience of other people to rise above the financial clutter, become a student of personal finance and critically assess the information that's at your fingertips. Now, last but finally, but but certainly certainly not least people, I'm I'm telling you, this is some good stuff that I'm sharing here on the Capital Gains podcast. Number eight. Set your own spending limits and stick to them. Okay, nothing wrong with setting limits and sticking to them in life. There is no shortage of companies trying to to get you to spend. Okay, they trying to get you to spend your hard earned money from credit card lenders, increasing your credit limit to bank steering to banks, always steering you toward the largest mortgage for which you qualify. Don't let these companies dictate and set your own personal spending ceiling for you. Instead, decide for yourself what is what you can afford with what and what you're comfortable, comfortable with and with what priorities you have set in place. You'll always likely find find that your personal limit um, is much lower than others say it is. It, it, it never fails. I mean, you 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 always um, find that your personal limit is much lower than what people say it is because they don't know your personal situation. They they only look from the outside in, uh, and they only can tell you what they feel like works for them, and they feel like it'll work for you. But don't let them do that. Remember, you are in charge of making your own money, and you can decide how it gets used. All right, so. This show sadly has come to an end. This podcast, this edition of um, Capital Gains has has come to a sure enough end. But I just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for allowing me to share with you eight money lessons you must teach your children and your grandchildren. And and I want to give you a quick 
a quick review of what we covered um, during this this awesome and magnificent podcast. Okay, I want to let you know and 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 review um, that we said that debt is a form of slavery. Um, it is a form of slavery, no doubt. Um, number two, financially successful people live below their means, so live below your means, people. Um, number three, pay yourself first. Um, number four, we said forget about impressing the Joneses. Number five, we also said save aggressively early and you won't have to save much overall as you get older. Number six, we said that craft we should craft clear financial goals. Um, number seven, don't believe everything you hear about money. And finally, number eight, set your own spending limits and stick to them. Okay, God bless you and invest well. Hello and welcome to Capital Gains. This is Damon Stewart. Um, first of all, I just want to say thank you for all of you guys who stopped um, to listen and tune in to 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 hear me ramble on about the stock market and all things trading and investments. Um, one of the most um, valuable things that I hope that you get out of this um, podcast series is um, learning how to build long-term wealth um, over a long period of time. This is not a game um, for the person who, who likes to jump into um, making rash decisions and who, who, who don't like to um, wait and be patient. This is, this is a, a venture that um, for the patient man. And, you know, you have to be very patient. You have to be a very patient uh, man or woman to to even think about um, investing and getting into the stock market. Okay, so this isn't um, a get rich quick type of scheme or or game or anything like that. This is um, strictly for the the risk taker and um, the person who 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 likes to wait and and think things through. Okay, before making. A move. So you might want to just write down some of this um, information that I'm going to be giving out. Um, I just want to start off with a with a few um, basic definitions. Um, first, what is an investor? An investor is a person that allocates capital with the expectation of a future financial return. Types of investments include, but are not limited to, equity debt securities, real estate, currency, commodity, token, derivatives such as um, put and end call options, put and end call options, again, futures, forwards, etc., etc., okay? Um, the two main types of investors include someone who buys a stock and someone who provides a business with capital. All right, an investor who owns a stock is called a shareholder. Now, me, myself, I classify myself as a value investor. A value investor um, participates in an activity that we like to call value investing. And um, value investing is an investing strategy that generally involves buying um, securities that appear underpriced by some form of fundamental analysis. Okay, this um, investment style is derived from the ideas of a young man um, by the name of Benjamin Graham. 
and also another young man by the name of David Dodd. Okay, a little bit about myself. Um, I was um, encouraged to begin my investing career based on the word of God, first and foremost, which states um, in the book of Proverbs, chapter 13 and the 22nd chapter, I believe it says, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. Again, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, meaning his grandchildren. Um, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. Okay, also, um, during a brief stint of working in a mail room, I opened a piece of mail that had a disturbing message written inside. The message was written out to a creditor on behalf of a deceased relative and said, my father is now deceased. So paying off his debt would be totally impossible. He died penniless and had no estate. Now, this message um, to the least, I can say the least, it it broke my heart. Um, here it is. This man's daughter had to write on behalf on his behalf because he was now deceased and had no assets or inheritance to pass on to his descendants. Now, I didn't want to die that way. Uh, I didn't want my life to end that way. Um, and then I thought, hey, why don't I just invest? And instead of working so hard to to attain money and to, to make a living, why not let my money work hard for me? Now, investing is the only surefire way to build long term wealth. You will never become wealthy working to build someone else's dream because the system just wasn't designed to be that way. Now, there's nothing um, wrong with going to work, getting up early, going to work, punching a clock um, to earn wages, because right now I, I'm doing that. But also it is it is it's better to do that and also have uh, another means of creating wealth and creating another stream of income, which in turn should be investments. OK, so. um so here I am answering what I believe to be only just a small calling, part of my calling. And um, my calling is helping people build long-term generational wealth. So enter the Capital Gains Podcast. And I'm, I'm very excited. This is a, a huge step of faith for me um, as I am a person who grew up um, not really knowing much about investments like most of us. Um, I was intimidated by the stock market. I was intimidated by um, numbers and I, I wasn't really um, an, a student um, in my academic career that 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 um, did very that that did very well in math. Um, I had this um, strong dislike for math. And so thinking about even getting involved in the stock market was was unthinkable for me. So um, until, you know, I I read that letter and I thought about the word of God, as I mentioned earlier, and I, I just wanted to get into um, building long term wealth because I didn't want to have my descendants um, um, 
in the situation that that I was in when I was their age. And um, I just wanted to to make a better life for myself. So this is why I began investing. And um, part of my calling is to help other people gain long term wealth and and to prove to them that investing is not just for the super wealthy, but it is also for the the fixed income individual. And we'll get into a lot of those principles in future shows. So um, this is just an introductory um, episode on this podcast that we call Capital Gains. And I look forward to speaking with you and answering um, a lot of your questions and um, speaking on topics that interest you. I want this to be an interactive um, venture where it won't just be I myself rambling on about stock market news and things like that. But I want to bring in from time to time some guest speakers and some some people that want to um, get involved in this thing um, and just really dig our our, our our claws into this thing and really begin to build some wealth over time. OK, so um, this has been fun so far and I look forward to doing more podcasts here on the Capital Gains podcast. And I'm looking forward to to really hearing from you guys and and reaping some um, input from you guys. And we just want to want this place to be a place of sharing knowledge and um, just talking about our common interest in the stock market and and finances and talking about how to improve our financial outlook and our attitudes toward money and finances and getting out of some debt. Okay, so I know that we all want to get out of some debt. So um, that's that's one of the purposes that I hope to serve in this podcast. Well, that's the end of this podcast. I hope that you guys will listen on in the future. Um, It's been fun so far, but I got to go. All right. All right. I'll talk to you guys soon and I hope to hear from you a little bit later. All right. God bless. Bye bye.